This podcast was recorded at Hartford Street Zen Center, East Sanji, in San Francisco. Please help support our temple by making a donation at hszc.org. Good morning. Good morning. I almost forgot that uh, tomorrow is Easter. Happy Easter, everyone. Uh, Happy Passover. And uh, see, any other important days we missed? I guess that's it. Recently, uh, my um, Benedictine monk friend uh, gave, gave me a book by a uh, pretty, pretty well-known Franciscan monk named Richard Rohr, who's written quite a bit. And um, uh, I think it's uh, maybe if I had run across this book when I was um, in high school, things might have turned out differently. In this book, he um, he emphasizes and and brings up uh, scriptural support for the notion that um, uh, well, everybody knows Jesus, but he says uh, some people think Christ is Jesus's last name. <laughs> is not the case. However, there was a historical person who was kind of um, kind of arrived to introduce us, or maybe reintroduce us, to a a universal Jesus. Who is uh, who animates everyone and is um, kind of at the source of all existence? And this is more like kind of like Eastern Christianity, and not not the kind I grew up with. But as I read the book, I kept finding myself feeling like, oh, this is familiar stuff. This is, uh, this is, these are ideas I have been introduced to in Buddhism. So once again, I'm brought to a place of feeling like so many of our differences are kind of shallow. while our connections are profound and strong. And that uh, all the fuss we can kick up about our various uh, systems and ideas and traditions isn't worth much. So I don't know if, probably some other Christians would like to burn this guy at the stake, but 
I think nowadays he's pretty safe. So the uh, resurrection, which of course is the central mystery in Christianity and is, will be celebrated tomorrow by a lot of people, isn't so different from our teaching. Now it's true, some people really want to focus on the history, but it's more in keeping with the full tradition to note that resurrection is something happening in us all the time. And that uh, spirituality is not about some reward that's waiting somewhere, but is about our life now. So our, our language is, well, it's a little different. We say stuff like, uh, somebody, somebody wrote a little calligraphy for me years ago, and I have it on my altar. Uh, it's from the Sandhi Nirmochana Sutra. And it says, um, you know, something familiar like, uh, all things are originally quiescent, unproduced, and in a state of nirvana. Now, you may say, well, that doesn't sound like Christianity. It's like, well, yeah, you're right. It doesn't sound like it. But it's, you know, it's meant to point to something. Not, it's not meant to describe and pin down something. All those words can do is point. frustrating human tendency to get hung up on the pointer really trips us up sometimes. Uh, and uh, for us, an, an antidote to that, of course, is sitting in stillness. Letting the waves of our life rise and fall, rise and fall. And uh, so to speak, the action of that water uh, softens our rigid outline, our rigid boundary. time goes by, we're more and more able to see that the pointing winds up pointing here. So when I was a kid, I, I didn't, I'd never hear stuff like that at all. I 
was urged to uh, cultivate a great enthusiasm for the semi-historical tale. And the uh, historical person Meanwhile, the records we have of the historical person are of the historical person saying, don't focus on me, the Palestinian. A focus on, well, beyond me. because who I really am is you. And that's what I'm here to tell you about. And of course, um, people got uh, kind of enthused about this back in the day. And the next thing you know, we have a church Whereas it's not really clear that that was the intent. Uh, you, you may remember in the uh, Christian story, uh, there's this uh, fellow uh, Simeon. It's interesting. See if I, I don't know if I remember it right. Simeon, at some point, asked God to um, preserve his life uh, until he could see the Messiah. So, uh, at some point, uh, Simeon encounters little little Jesus and says, "Oh, now I can go." says, um, uh, among other things, uh, Jesus, this is the light of illumination for the whole world. Which obviously includes everyone. Not surprisingly, uh, images of light permeate Buddhism as well. And those words too point here. Enlightenment, we say, 
points here. And uh, includes everyone. And that is a uh, that is a a beam of illumination for the whole world. I saw recently that um, uh, somebody, I'm not sure who, uh, put up a monument in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. It kind of surprised me. Uh, this is a kind of a granite thing with a large plaque on it, and the plaque says, "This is where <coughs> Thomas Merton was. Father Lewis Merton was when he uh, kind of had his awakening." So I thought, that's kind of amazing that somebody put up a monument there. But Father Lewis would, um, I'm sure, have very much appreciated the arrival of this book. Saying, see, that's what I was trying to tell you, too. So to say that uh, all things are originally quiescent, unproduced, and in a state of nirvana is another pointer at the light here. And when we find that we can relate to other beings on that basis, or on the basis of the universality of Jesus, say, the world is transformed. put up plaques everywhere. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe um, I think in, in prior years, I, I would hear sometimes that uh, people were bothered if I mentioned Christianity too much, and, and pretty much no one ever told me that. They'd tell someone else that, and then someone else would tell me, oh, you know, so-and-so was upset because <laughs> you're sounding too Christian or something. 
it's uh, frustrating because I, I want just the opposite, namely people to be encouraged to hear that 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 place you left, you didn't have to leave. That was your home too. And your home now as well. was wondering, maybe I'll see how I feel tomorrow. Maybe I'll uh, drop in on Most Holy Redeemer up the street there for the Easter celebration. Or maybe I won't. But knowing that that's happening is encouraging to me. great if everyone left that left the ceremony up there came outside and had a Thomas Merton happen to them wow Merton said he realized he loved everybody he could see so that too is just a pointer so don't go around thinking how am I going to arrange to love everybody I see mostly I hate these people don't get hung up on the pointer. Just uh, sit at peace with the knowledge that that pointer is always pointing back at you. to the, the depths of you where the light is shining. Peace be with you. As uh, see, Christians and Jews and Muslims all say, "Gotta be something there." I don't know. That expression isn't quite as common in uh, Buddhism, but uh, 
back in the old days, apparently people said, uh, for instance, Bhadrante in Sanskrit, which means uh, like uh, auspiciousness to you, which is pretty close. Questions today? So all in for me, the um, the Christian stuff brings up a, a set of ambivalent responses. Mm -hmm. uh, the sense of uh, that being like this being your home, your home still being with you, you didn't have to leave. I think. Uh, as somebody who may not fit within sort of the Christian traditional hierarchical structure of you know, either male or straight, right. um, you know, I might be a person of color, right. that there can be this feeling of like home is a dangerous place, mm -hmm. just like for many people growing up, home was a dangerous place. Yep. And then, to th so for me it can create this feeling of like I didn't have to leave but then I was like was there something wrong with me that I left and so it creates this ambivalence of how is that okay but then I couldn't be there and etc and questions of safety mm -hmm. it becomes complicated mm -hmm. so um, the type of Christianity that you're talking about was by no means accessible to me growing up right nor was it supported nor have I found particularly a group that as a public expression supports it mm -hmm. Quakers are smidge close yeah um, yes uh, so that's just I mean to me there there is the there is the appeal of feeling that th there is like these shared profound connections, like you said, but the grief and the sense of trauma of uh, the feeling of rejection, the feeling of shame, mm -hmm. the feeling of lack of safety. Yep. So um, that's just, anyway, that's my spiel. Yeah. No, I, I quite understand. I, I'm persuaded that uh, Jesus didn't have anything like that in mind and that we've messed things up. And I say, oh, you didn't have to leave, but <coughs> I left. Mm -hmm. And now I can see, well, I didn't really have to, but I don't know that I had to leave. Maybe I had to leave in order to see that I didn't have to leave. I think that was a necessary journey. And now we have a, uh, a chance to be reborn as people who will not duplicate those structures that injured so many of us. We have that chance. And uh, this, I think Father, Father uh, Rohr was telling us we have that chance. Let's let's seize it. Starting today, let's not 
let's get rid of that stuff that confused and hurt people and get back to basics. What, how likely that is, I don't know. But personally, I'm sort of committed to something like that. I don't know how to go about it except by doing what we do. But anyway, I appreciate your point of view. Yes? I think I can share both points of view here. Uh, my own personal opinion, uh, I've been doing some reading recently uh, of ancient Christianity and Gnosticism and so on. And uh, I've come to the, my own opinion that early in the development of uh, Christianity, uh, much of the spirituality of the religion was suppressed mm -hmm. and uh, because it basically became a state religion within the Roman Empire. Right. And, uh, but the, the, the Gnostics were openly speaking about things like the pleroma, the fullness, mm -hmm. which I take to be very much, it sounds like Buddha mind or something. It, mm. I think these ideas were, were bouncing around in the, what we call the Middle East today, in the Mediterranean, in India, and uh, much discussion was going on, but uh, what happened, unfortunately, was a, uh, a very top yeah. leadership. That, that kind of thinking does not support hierarchy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you go to uh, St. Peter's in Rome, which is, I must say, a magnificent structure. I and mean, then, you know, you look up at the dome there, and uh, you have this inscription around this, around, uh, Brunelleschi's dome, or anyway, somebody did the dome. It's a magnificent thing. And uh, around the inside, they have this inscription, uh, Tu es Petrus et super hanc edificabo ecclesiam meam. You are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. Wait a sec. There's something a little off there. Now, it's fine if you can have a building like that and not get confused about what it's supposed to uh, invite of us, invoke in us, but I think there's a lot of confusion about that. And a lot of triumphalism. And unfortunately, uh, the Abrahamic religions, well, two of them anyway, seem to foster a certain amount of triumphalism. Although I don't think that was the point. Is there a question over in the corner there? I guess. Yeah. Um, when you were talking about Thomas Merton loving everyone, it's reminding me in India where people greet each other with the deity's name. So mm -hmm. you know, depending what area you're in, so you might greet someone and Ram Ram. Oh, yeah. But if you really pause and like take it in mm -hmm. that this person is you know, when it's not just like, hey, how are you, but, you yeah. Know, wrong, yeah. wrong. Or uh, namas, namaste, I, I honor you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a real sweetness yeah. to greet people that way. Right. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> I haven't spoken much this morning. Um, I think it's interesting to know that the St. Peter's Basilica was built on the site of a Mithraeum. Yeah. And that Mithraism was the syncretic religion of all the ancient 
mystery religions of the Mediterranean and the mm -hmm. Aegean, mm -hmm. and a lot of the structure of the Catholic Church derives from Mithraism. Mm -hmm. And is that, so when you speak of Christianity, what we have today is, like Richard pointed out, a more of a political structure than mm -hmm. a spiritual structure. Yeah, yeah, alas. But at that level, even Buddhism was influenced by the ancient mystery religions of mm -hmm. the Aegean. Well, why were they, they mystery religions? They were mystery religions because the big mystery is here. And it's like all people know that on some level. So how about, well, let's see, it's very difficult to relate to that in a kind of uh, overt, deliberate way. Well, why don't we, maybe we can think of a uh, system of symbols which will help us relate to that aspect of ourselves. So you have these so-called mystery religions, which are just symbol systems. And, and uh, that, as you say, that's at the root of basically any faith you want to look at. Because you can't relate to one another without creating a symbolic vocabulary to talk about this stuff. Unless everyone is, you know, in their Thomas Merton moment all the time. Which, well, then, then would be a breeze. But most of us, including Father Lewis, don't spend all of our time there. A few times in a life, that's actually enough to remind us of our, our roots. But yeah, it'd be great to be there all the time, you know? But uh, first, I can't manage that. So what do we do in the meantime? How do we relate to each other? How do we greet each other? And when I was in China, a lot of the time you would, you would encounter Buddhists, monastics, and they say Amitabha, Amitabha Buddha, the Buddha of boundless light. Another symbolic uh, way of relating to what is essentially an ungraspable mystery. That's, that's how we are. So in being Buddhists in a way, we're reclaiming original Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, there are some Christians out there who are reclaiming original Christianity too, fortunately. Uh, you know, as they say, by their fruits shall you know them. So if what's showing itself is, you know, anger and violence and oppression, something's wrong. Something's very wrong. So uh, one of the messages I'm getting uh, here is that we needn't separate ourselves from any of the great religious traditions that really revere what we think of as spirituality. Um, we can be more like uh, Maya Buddhist, who is trying to reclaim the stage of uh, his own spiritual development within mm -hmm. political life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, you know, 
let's keep keep the basics in mind or at heart. And then that other stuff won't bother us so much. And uh, we honor that in our practice of just sitting. It's basically what it's about. Okay, well, we have our little council meeting today. And, Tradition is that uh, Jesus is now down in hell, visiting the folks who are there. And uh, some would say, not just visiting them, releasing them too. The Gnostics, I think, they weren't into hell very much. And then uh, tomorrow will be a uh, an occasion of great rejoicing. Thank you very much.